Unlocking your inspiration is not always easy, and there are five ways that I have learned to energetically inspire myself and my work. Welcome to Career Strategies for Women That Work with me, JJ DiGeronimo. In each podcast, I design the format to share insights, tools, and inspiration for you to gain the momentum you need to catapult in the direction you desire. With this, you can find show notes in the description. Let's get started. Well, hello. I can't believe we are on episode 11 already. Where did the time go? And as many of you know, I have been spiritually seeking for the last five years, and I feel like this is the right episode to talk about some of the inspiration I've been aligning to and some of the tools, strategies, and techniques that you may want to dive into even further. The fact that today is episode 11 is amazing because I see so many numbers, oftentimes 111, 333, and 111 has the energetic being of angels and creating protection and clarity and love and guidance and really talking about shifting the vibration of the earth. And I think episode 11 is a great place to talk about unlocking your inspirations And today I want to talk about five ways to energetically inspire your work. And for me, this is something I've been incorporating in my day for over a decade, but really honing in over the last four to five years. And many of you might have seen on my Instagram page that I just got back from Mount Shasta, where I took a solo trip, which I talk about in episode seven solo trips creating space for you. I took a solo trip to Mount Shasta and I joined a women's retreat. Yes, I was nervous to go by myself a little bit, but I was excited too. And I was inspired by the agenda that Michelle and Emerald created, which I'll attach in the show notes. And I was also excited to meet other women that were being pulled to this retreat too. I feel that oftentimes you are brought into situations that draw you in and sometimes it's the actual activity, but a lot of times it's the other people that participate too. So definitely check out some of my Instagram posts on that. And as I mentioned, I'll put Michelle and Emerald's retreat in the show notes so that you can check it out for future retreats too. So today we're going to talk about five ways to energetically inspire your work. And those ways are really going to focus on your thoughts, your exchanges, your time, noticing, and alignment. And at the end, I have really exciting news of what's coming next, so be sure to stay tuned. But before we jump in, I think it's just a good idea to just think about how you're feeling right now. What's kind of going through your mind? How was your day? What's kind of working in the right direction for you? And where do you need to sort of take a closer look or have an overhaul? For me, I find sometimes just really spreading my toes out on the ground, feeling my legs in my seat, even sitting upright, rolling my shoulders, shaking out my fingers, helps remind me to get out of my head and really just feel how my body feels on the earth right here at this moment. I feel like when we're working so hard all the time, that we spend so much time in our heads that sometimes we forget about that we're part of something a lot larger than just us in our minds. And so really thinking about how do you feel at this moment? Can you wiggle your toes? 
wiggle your fingers. It may feel good for some of you. I know for me, it reminds me like, oh my gosh, sometimes I stress myself out so much by everything that's going through my head, things I haven't gotten to, things I need to do next. And for me, sometimes just getting out of my head for just a minute or two reminds me that, yes, I'll get there. I'll get it done. And there's something so much bigger happening around me. And I need to be more present more often. So that's where we'll start today. We're going to start at, what are your thoughts? Do you have an inner critic that I talk a lot about in episode nine, Sidestepping Self-Doubt? If you've listened to that episode, you know that many of your thoughts can limit your actions. And that sometimes we have to assess, do we have an inner critic inside that's really challenging us to step out in new ways or find ways to center our soul? I think for many of us, our thoughts can be so impactful, so much so that it deters us from what is possible. So as you're wiggling your toes and feeling your fingers, maybe rolling your shoulders one more time, I think just thinking about how grateful we are to be in this moment, how much knowledge we have access to, how much insight we've gathered over the years, and even sinking down into your heart for a moment and feeling gratitude for where you've been and where you want to take your energy next. With this mini exercise, I often have more reflection on my thoughts and can keep a little better track of, am I supporting myself? Do my thoughts align with the actions I want to create? Or am I hindering myself by spending too much time in my head? In chapter 17 of my first book, The Working Woman's GPS, my chapter focuses on quieting the inner critic. And it really is about doing a self-assessment, making sure that you give yourself space to create, to seek, and to just see what is possible. So step one of five ways to energetically inspire your work is to take inventory of your thoughts. Are they supporting you or are they deterring you? Step two, your exchanges. Now, this might not be something you talk about or think about often, but what type of exchanges do you have with people in your life, both at work and outside of work? Are you somebody that leads with a smile? Are you somebody that leads to seek to understand before being understood? Are you somebody that just appreciates interactions you have with other people? In the Working Woman's GPS, when the plan to have it all leads you astray, On page 123 in chapter, Are You a Practicing Polluter? I created a chart to keep track of how I interact with individuals throughout my day and also the thoughts I have about other people. What I didn't realize when I was in not so great of a space about 12 years ago is that I was swimming in a mud puddle. I had negative thoughts about myself and also about other people. I could not get out of my own way. So whether I was getting a cup of coffee or at the grocery store or at work, I found myself beating myself up and other people, not always verbally, sometimes in my head. In fact, one day I remember going to the coffee machine and the coffee machine was empty. And I was thinking, oh my gosh, who is the jerk that took the last cup of coffee and didn't restart it? And then I moved over to the cooler and it was slightly open. I'm like, oh my gosh, really? Someone left the cooler open? How unthoughtful. 
Then I moved into the meeting was thinking, oh gosh, I don't even want to be here. I didn't realize that that is where my mindset was and where I was having interactions with people, whether they knew it or not, is that I was really in the column of destructive, unkind, and negativity. And the chart on page 123 has only two columns, one destructive, unkind, and negative, or two uplifting, supportive, and positive. Now, as many spiritual practitioners have said, you can really only live in love or fear. You cannot live in love and fear in the same day. And what I've learned over the years is that you have to choose where you want to live. And so even if you're not saying it out loud, but you're walking through your day, judging, discussing, or even shouting at yourself or other people, you're likely living in the destructive, unkind, and negative column. And that if you want to shift to the uplifting, supportive, and positive column, you have to make an active effort. So in addition to just how you think about your goals and what you want to achieve, what type of exchanges are you having? Whether you say them out loud or not, are you leaning more towards loving kindness or anger and frustration? Now, as I mentioned before, I've lived in both sides and it wasn't until I made an active effort to shift from one column to the other, did the energy shift in my life and even the interactions I have with other people. And frankly, the people I surrounded myself with shifted too. I think when you're swimming in the mud puddle, you collect other people swimming in the mud puddle until you do an inventory and really understanding what type of energy am I exchanging inside and outside of my body and how do I align that more towards positivity and love when you actually make that conscious effort, not just for a few interactions, but throughout your whole day, you actually can then attract people with the same energy, which I call frequency. How do you attract the frequency you desire? You often have to start with where you're at first. So as we move through to the next section, I will be covering the last three ways you can energetically inspire yourself at work. Birthday Co. is today's referral sponsor. They create unforgettable personalized candles based on your birthday. They're the perfect gift. These candles are all natural blends of soy, coconut, and apricot wax, and they burn on average 60 to 80 hours. And the best part is they're based on your birth date. So they include your astrological sign and some of your natural traits. I just shipped two out this week. Included in the show notes is a $10 coupon off your first purchase, which also includes free shipping if you spend more than $75. So be sure to check out their site and thank you again, Birthday Co. So you may be thinking, JJ, I just want to inspire myself. Yes, there are little things you can do like get your favorite drink or maybe go to your favorite outdoor location or even schedule time with your favorite people. But if you're looking for a long-term impact, long-term shift in your energetic field so that you can enjoy the work that you do, the life you create, you really do have to think about not only what are my thoughts, but what are your exchanges with the people that you encounter each day? And third, where do you spend your time? Where do you spend your time? Are you spending your time on things that do not excite you or things that inspire you? If you remember back to episode two, not only do I have a great four-page worksheet, but I really focus on aligning your yeses to the work and energy you want to dive into to make your next level of impact. So 
making sure you're spending the right amount of time on the activities that are important to you and be sure you don't do too many shoulds, coulds, and woulds or saying yes because you feel guilty because oftentimes that fills your calendar with things you really don't want to do. And if you can remember back to a time of doing something you really didn't want to do, you probably didn't have the right exchanges and probably not the right thoughts. So it is important to really think about what you're saying yes to. And is it elevating you to where you want to be? Or is it making you swim in that mud puddle I talked about earlier? The fourth tip is noticing. Now, noticing means you have to be present. You have to be in the moment in which you're in, which is hard to do. This took me years of mindfulness practice to get out of my head, which was often focusing on where I was or where I was going. And I missed out on the opportunity of where I was in that particular moment. And one of the great things that I've done recently is I've joined the receiving experiment. The receiving experiment is led by Michelle Wong. It's a 21-day challenge of paying attention to what you're receiving each day, whether that's a penny on the ground, a compliment, or you're able to get your bills paid. What is coming to you? How are you receiving energy? How are you receiving the gifts that are presented to you on a daily basis? Are you overlooking them? Are you moving through them without even recognizing them? Or are you recognizing all that is happening throughout your day from the projects you're aligned to, to the people you get to work for, to the paychecks you receive, to the people you interact with? What are you receiving? So if you think about this, it's an evolution, right? Where are my thoughts? How do I interact with people? Where do I spend my time? And what am I noticing? What am I noticing happening throughout my day? These are things that have really helped me elevate the energy I exchange with other people, but more importantly, how I feel each day. And for any of you that have any type of yoga practice, you may be familiar with the term namaste. The light in me sees the light in you. And oftentimes we need to turn our light on or turn our light up. And the way to do that are through these steps. I can assure you, if you spend time turning your light up, focusing on the positive, being excited about what's on your schedule, and even appreciate the people that you meet and encounter each day, being aware of how all of this fits together, I guarantee you, you'll be able to notice the unique things that happen every day and the usual things that happen. And oftentimes we're so busy planning and focusing and preparing that we're not in the mindset or in the present moment to notice the amazing things happening from our flowers blooming to the trees changing to the envelopes we receive and even the people that reach out to us or things that we notice that cross our path. So starting to keep a journal of what you notice each day, even if you do it on your phone on your way to work or on the way home or before you go to bed, Or even at lunch, you just take a few minutes and say, what's happened to me this morning? Having a practice where you capture what is happening creates an awareness and a focus on being in the present moment. And the fifth step, which I'm so excited to talk about, that is alignment alignment for where you are and where you want to go, really feeling that you can feel the energy of excitement, of possibilities, of connection and awareness. 
so that you can really create the level of impact you desire. Now, for me, this has taken me some time to get to this point, and honestly, it evolves every four to six years. I'm on to a new page, a new chapter, both at work and often in my personal life. And I have done that by continuing to learn. I'm an avid reader, or should I say a listener, as I am an active Audible customer that finds great joy in learning and listening. I also, I join online courses of skills, practices, and things that can not only enhance me professionally, but personally. And then the third area is I seek, I seek information to create more awareness on who I am and what I have to offer the world. And this is where I'm most excited. I've been actively practicing so many different energy practices over the last 48 months. And there are some that have been absolutely instrumental in really understanding who I am, how I tick, and where I can make the biggest impact in the world. So next episode, I'm going to be sharing at least three, maybe more, non-traditional career tools that have really given me the clarity of who I am and where I can make my mark in the world. And one of them is something I've been studying for over a year and a half now, and I'm going to be offering it to women in my group. Sneak peek, birth charts. It has really been an eye-opener for me to understand how the planets were aligned when I was born and what type of work that aligns me to. It is absolutely something that's going to help me transform where I'm going as a business leader and how I can help and assist and empower professionals. So hopefully you'll join me next episode where I'm going to talk about tools such as Enneagrams, human design, birth charts, and even a few others. I think it's really important for us to seek sometimes alignment out of our traditional past as many organizations offer tools, techniques, and insights. But if you take a non-traditional path sometimes, you get to really expand on what you know about yourself and what is possible. So I'm really excited to share these with you during the next episode. But for today, just to wrap up, there were five ways to energetically inspire yourself at work. The first area of focus is your thoughts. The second are your exchanges. The third is where do you spend your time The fourth is noticing, noticing what's happening around you. And the fifth is your alignment, not only to who you are, but where you want to have impact next. So thank you so much for joining me during this episode. Feel free to send me a DM, ask me a question, and definitely share it with other women professionals as we all need more inspiration to make our dreams and goals a reality. And I look forward to meeting you here again next time.